want, my answer is no. Sweet, my answer is get out of my car. It does beg the question, what has gone wrong with young Hollywood? Honest to God, what is the problem? Juicy sweatsuits, doing lines in the restroom. All y'all dressed to impress who? 20-something Hello and welcome back for another episode of Late Do You Remember This, where we look back on all the Hollywood stories of the early aughts. A time in history when America found out that with a trust fund, a sex tape, and a dream, you too could become a star. As always, I'm your host, Dara Lane. Last time, we discussed the storied history of Les Doux, a club that served as the backdrop to many celebrities' late-night escapades. For this was a time in history when stars had their last remaining vestiges of privacy. No Instagram stories, no Snapchat. The low-quality sidekick cameras couldn't take a clear picture in a darkened club. And even if some fangirl who drove in from Long Beach took an incriminating picture of you with her digital camera she was wearing as a wristlet, there's no way she's not forgetting it on the bathroom's toilet paper dispenser by the end of the night. You just have to hope the next girl who goes into that bathroom stall and takes the camera doesn't find the picture of you blowing rails with Tara Reid in the VIP area. The biggest thing celebrities had to worry about was the walk from their blacked-out SUVs to the club's back door. If you could get through that gauntlet without flashing your Brazilian wax, then you were good to go. You could escape behind the heavy doors and in relative anonymity drink vodka Red Bulls till your eyeballs rolled back into your head. That is until your bodyguard has to put a pair of Ray-Ban Wayfarers on your face, hoist you up, and drag you out of the club back to the SUV like this is Weekend at Britney's. We only saw the before and after of these weeknight club hops, until one show opened the velvet rope and let us take a peek inside. Of course, I'm talking about The Hills on MTV. Ledoux was to The Hills as The Peach Pit was to 90210, Central Perk to Friends, the pizza place to two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. It was where some of the most memorable moments of the series took place. Thanks in part to The Hills' success, the club managed to stay open throughout The Hills' series run, which is pretty outstanding for a Hollywood club, which always have extremely limited shelf lives. Another thing that has a limited shelf life? Reality TV show couples. Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey, Ashley Simpson and Ryan Cabrera, Adrena Patridge and Ryan Cabrera. Whether they enter the show already in a relationship or they go on the show to find love, most reality show couples never make it work. The relationship is either for the cameras or ruined by the cameras. Other than Ice and Coco and a handful of bachelor and bachelorettes, only one notable couple has stood the test of time. The most unlikely couple. Heidi and Spencer. So with that, today we will be discussing the enduring love of one of television's most reviled couples, Spidey. It all begins on one fateful day at the Academy of Art University in San Francisco when Heidi Montag meets Lauren Conrad at orientation. Spencer might be Heidi's last love, but Lauren was Heidi's first. 
Together, they transferred to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles and became roommates. The producers of Laguna Beach offered Lauren her own spinoff, making Heidi the natural co-star. Lauren and Heidi became club fixtures around town. As Heidi puts it in the InStyle magazine Oral History of the Hills, Lauren and I mopped up the clubs all the time. We had a schedule. Tuesday and Thursday was Le Doux. Wednesday was Area. Friday was Privilege. Nobody knew who we were yet, but we still got in and got tables. Then one night at Privilege, when they weren't filming the show, Heidi locked eyes with Spencer Pratt for the first time across a crowded VIP area. Spencer was at a bottle service table, and as Heidi put it, surrounded by about 20 Playboy models. And something deep inside of her said, this is a man of quality, let's snatch him up right quick. Spencer was best friends with Brody Jenner, who Heidi knew through Lauren. Heidi had her in, and she knew how to set herself apart from the bevy of models. Her dance moves. At 17, Heidi had spent six months in Italy, perfecting the art of dirty dancing in European clubs. Listen, Heidi went through some tough, dark times, but at least she made it out of Italy without being Amanda Knoxed. It always could be worse. So Heidi makes her way over to Spencer and puts her thing down, flips, and reverses it. And after that, she knew it was love. I pretty much told everyone I was going to marry him and I loved him, Heidi says. Everyone thought I was crazy. But after that evening, Heidi and Spencer went their separate ways for the time being. Then the first season of The Hills began to air. As Spencer put it, One day I was kicking it at my mom's house and her friend said, Have you seen this show? This girl's so cute. And it was Heidi. The trippiest part is that I didn't even make the connection that I had already met her at Privilege. So apparently it was not as pivotal a meeting as it had been for Heidi. At this point, Spencer had been an executive producer on the canceled reality show Princes of Malibu starring Brody Jenner. One of the other producers, Sean Travis, was also working on the hills and Spencer saw an opportunity. Spencer called up Sean and asked if he could get Brody and Spencer on the show to quote, turn things up. Sean said no, so Spencer took matters into his own hands. Spencer called Brody and told him they had to spend 30 grand on a table at Area and make a scene next to the table the girls were occupying. They started actively going out to clubs to find the Hills girls and ended up getting on the show through osmosis and sheer will. Eventually, Heidi and Spencer began to date and sometime in 2007, there was no choice but to offer Spencer a paying role on the show. And it was the best thing that ever happened to the Hills. Season one was boring. Spencer made a good point in an interview with the Vice website broadly saying, they just edited out everything cool these girls used to do. The editors made them into these little drone robots that said, doop doop, going to work at Bolt House, and I work at Teen Vogue, beep beep beep. It didn't seem the producers were really gunning for any sort of gripping plot. For a show that ended up being largely fake, they really didn't test their imaginations by coming up with a single storyline of any substance. I suppose instead just hoping to make the show something strictly aspirational, which is hard to imagine. I know they're rich and beautiful and they go clubbing and meet hot guys and have internships at Teen Vogue, but they dress like mall rats and Audrina couldn't learn how to do her eyeliner in six whole seasons. I suppose that's still aspirational to high school girls in Minneapolis, but LC, Heidi, Audrina, and Stacy the bartender weren't exactly the sex in the city ladies of our generation. They needed something more. They needed a real villain. 
Once he started getting featured on the show, Spencer quickly started carving out this role for himself. He's not coy about it. He just goes full psychopath from the jump. In one of their first episodes together, Spencer takes Heidi to his favorite restaurant, Don Antonio's. When Heidi brings up that Audrina said she and Spencer have been hanging out, Spencer calls Audrina crazy. Then the next day, he takes Audrina to Pinkberry, invites her to Don Antonio's, and brings her the same single roses wrapped in cellophane to her that he gave to Heidi. In hindsight, this lacks so much subtlety that it seems impossible that Heidi wasn't in on it. And she was. Heidi and Spencer used to brainstorm storylines for the two of them. It becomes most obvious that these two scamps were up to something in Season 2, Episode 2, called When You Least Expect It. Sometime after agreeing to spend the night in Spencer's fantasy suite, we are abruptly hit over the head with a worried-looking Heidi taking a pregnancy test by herself. She is, of course, not pregnant, but decides to use the scare as a test to see if Spencer really has any interest in dating her. In the car, Heidi tells Spencer that she took a pregnancy test, and like Ryan Seacrest teasing American Idol results, she just stops there and stares into his eyes like she's trying to make Clay Aiken squirm. After counting 10 and Mississippi's like they practiced, she says she's not pregnant. This was a simple yet genius throwaway plot point. Who among us didn't have a friend with a flair for the dramatics who insisted on taking plan B if she was 20 minutes late taking her birth control pill because she didn't hear her cell phone alarm go off? Taking a pregnancy test after your day late and then telling all your friends and relations about it is a time-honored tradition of emotionally high-maintenance women. It was powerful to see it played out on screen. A false alarm pregnancy scare was just Spidey getting started. Spencer's bad behavior begins to escalate when in episode 4, Heidi and Spencer meet up for lunch in the middle of her workday at Bolt House. Heidi tells Spencer that her co-worker Max told her that her outfit was inappropriate for work. Max was not a manager, but a production assistant, so basically nobody. Spencer does not like that some guy told Heidi how she should dress. And what an opportune time for Max to drop by Prana Cafe then right after this exchange. Spencer naturally confronts Max about what he did. And honestly, both men make good and bad points. Spencer tells Max not to comment on how Heidi dresses. Great point. This bro has no say in how Heidi dresses. Spencer could have just left it at that, but lost points when he added, because all of our friends like how she dresses and also that she dresses cute and Spencer personally likes how Heidi dresses. So kind of missing the point. One bro can't weigh in on how Heidi dresses because another bro has already made the executive decision that the way she dresses is A+. Max had no right to tell Heidi how to dress, though he did have a point that Heidi is very clearly wearing a bikini top under her dress, either as a bra or as a way to save time getting to her apartment pool when the day's over. Either way, the fight escalates. Max gives Spencer a sly shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder shove, and in return, Spencer gives him an actual shove. Then Spencer makes fun of Max's orange glasses, and Max calls him a tool. This really sets Spencer off, and he says, you're really gonna call someone a tool? in LA? And Max says, what are you talking about? I grew up in LA. Spencer, a Malibu boy, retorts, I've never seen you around. Both men indirectly making a great suggestion that parents should take the time to weigh the pros and cons of raising their children in Los Angeles. Later in the episode, they kind of recreate Spencer and Heidi's first meeting at Privilege when Spencer's at a bottle service table surrounded by Playboy models. Heidi is supposed to be visiting her family in Crested Butte, Colorado, but conveniently misses her flight, allowing her to drop in on Spencer and Brody's boys' night. When Heidi gets to the club, a truly frightening woman, a co-worker of 
of Heidi's named Kristen tips Heidi off to what Spencer's up to. He's with two whores. Who? Heidi says. Two sluts. Who? Some bimbos. Heidi gets mad at Spencer, and Lauren yells at him during a good old-fashioned early 2000s drunk dial. Spencer and Heidi eventually work it out, but of course, it's too little, too late for Lauren. Now, she hates Spencer. By episode 6, it's as if Heidi is in the middle of a love triangle with Lauren and Spencer. Lauren, of course, doesn't want Heidi to be with Spencer, and the girl honestly cares a little bit too much. It's very frustrating when your best friend doesn't listen to you about a guy you're sure is bad news, but the learning curve is realizing that you can't be a total pain in the ass about it unless you want to drive your friend away. Every young woman learns this lesson at some point. During season two, Lauren doesn't really have any concrete reasons for hating Spencer other than how he treats Heidi. But the more motivating reason as to why she was vehemently against their relationship is probably a little more selfish. Either she didn't like how Spencer was taking Heidi away from her, or how he was giving Lauren's lowly sidekick major storylines of her very own. Or both. Spencer said in the Bradley interview that off-camera, Lauren would be very jealous and possessive of Heidi saying on one Valentine's Day, the two women got into a fight because at 3 a.m., Heidi wanted to leave the club area to be with Spencer. Heidi said in the same interview that she got the impression that Lauren felt that it was her show and if Heidi didn't want to play by her rules, she could go. Either way, the end of the season culminates with the most awkward scene where Heidi tells Lauren she's moving out of their apartment and in with Spencer. Lauren's reaction is totally petty. So petty you should dress this brought up like Tank Girl because she is Lori. Petty. You kind of feel bad for Heidi because she just has these two controlling personalities pulling her in either direction and you're just like, Heidi, the little girl from Crested Butte, Colorado with bigger dreams than the snow-capped mountains could afford her. Little Heidi, what do you want? I guess just Spencer. Crispy chicken atop mashed potatoes and collard greens. Just kidding. This isn't a Blue Apron ad. Please don't skip forward. This is actually just me letting you know that Late Do You Remember This is Late Doing a Giveaway. Just go to the show's Instagram, at Late Do You Remember This, to find out how to enter. In honor of Spencer and Heidi, we're giving away a totally LA, spiritually themed prize, including an official Spencer Pratt crystal kit, some sage, cause girl, you know you gotta clean them crystals, and a celebrity themed tarot deck by Faye or Love. So hit up the Instagram and enter today. Entries close on September 25th. Now back to the show. When The Hills returns for its third season, it quickly becomes clear that there's new fresh drama afoot. We learn that over the hiatus, it has leaked to the press that Lauren has a sex tape with her ex, Jason Waller. This is when the show has to begin willfully ignoring the fourth wall. Lauren accuses Spencer of starting a rumor that she had a sex tape, but she's not actually mad that Spencer was starting a game of telephone with some acquaintances he bumped into at Mr. Chow's. She is mad that he picked up the telephone, hit up the tabloid he had on speed dial, and told them that Lauren had a sex tape. Back when someone even suggesting you had a sex tape was one of the most grievous things one human being could do to another. I'd even go so far as to say that the storyline doesn't age well. Watching it back, it feels like something so tame to start a personal vendetta over, with the cast riding out the ramifications of it over a whole season. If that happened now to a reality star, the plot wouldn't have legs. 
I mean, on Vanderpump Rules, Jack starts a rumor that he walked in on his girlfriend having oral sex with another woman, which she vehemently denied, and even that didn't lead to the end of their relationship. It also wasn't a storyline the cast could dine out on for more than like five episodes. Reality shows sure have changed in the last 10 years. Remember when hitting another cast member could get you thrown out of the real world house? simpler times. Anyway, in the first episode of season three, the villainous image of both Heidi and Spencer are solidified when at Le Du, Lauren confronts her former best friend. Heidi tries to shirk any responsibility for or knowledge of whatever Spencer may or may not have done in this famous scene. You know why I'm mad at you? Why, Lauren? You know why I'm mad at why? you. You know what why? you did. What did I do? You know what, what you did. What did I do? You started a sick little rumor about me. I didn't start any rumor. Really? Nothing? No. no. You're a savage. But of course, Heidi had to be aware of what Spencer was doing when he did it. And even if she didn't know at the time, when she found out, that should have been grounds for dismissal. In episode 14, Lauren asks Heidi, how do you go to sleep at night next to someone knowing they can do terrible things to someone? Which is a great question. But I think Heidi, especially at this point, felt that everything they were doing was acting while Lauren was taking it all seriously. What Spencer did to Lauren wasn't the real Spencer. It was the Hills villain Spencer. It was the guy helping along the ratings for Lauren's show. In that same episode, Lauren says that Spencer hates her and scoffs when Heidi says he doesn't but I saw a genuine flash of surprise over Heidi's face that Lauren thinks that. It's almost like Heidi drops the hills Heidi and is speaking as real Heidi. Like she's just realizing that Lauren isn't in on the same game as they are. I'm probably reading into it. But as we know, this becomes the definitive end of Heidi and Lauren's friendship. As the seasons go on, Spencer and Heidi become more isolated from the rest of the cast, or I guess you could put it nicely and say their bond and relationship got stronger. It's all really surprising from where season two started. Spencer presents himself as this cad you could never imagine being sincere when he tells Heidi he wants to marry her. He goes to Colorado and swears up and down to Heidi's family how committed he is to her. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop and it never does. Even today, a little more than 10 years after they met, the other shoe still hasn't dropped, and it was looking pretty bad for a while. Surely you remember how the rest of the hills carries out for the couple. Spencer and Heidi go missing for a few days to fake elope. Then Spencer proposes again on a Ferris wheel, and they get fake married in a courthouse in season five. Halfway through season five, Lauren leaves the show, and our new protagonist is now Kristen Cavallari, a Laguna girl who might have had a coke problem, who grew to be an LA woman who doesn't vaccinate her children. Coke is fine, but the polio vaccine isn't. Got it. Anyway, the season ends in 2009 with Heidi and Spencer's big actual wedding. Lauren begrudgingly makes a cameo after the producers lock her in a basement for two hours. This is true. Apparently the wedding was two hours late because the power and the generator went out in the church, so the producers locked her in the basement with a security guard. It's hardly worth it because every shot of her looks like there's someone behind her with a gun to her back telling her to smile and look interested. Despite the big wedding and Lauren's brief cameo, the ratings for The Hills continues to nosedive. Spencer tries once again to take matters into his own hands when he probably should have just been jumping ship, finding new opportunities for him and Heidi. Things start spiraling quickly as their once hit TV show starts to slip away, taking fame and fortune with it. 
It was at this vulnerable time that a plastic surgeon offered to do 10 plastic surgery procedures on Heidi at once for free. At first, Spencer doesn't want her to do it, but eventually they both agree to it. The line between Heidi and Spencer, the characters, and the real people has blurred. Heidi gets a mini brow lift, Botox in her forehead and frown area, nose job revision, fat injections in her cheeks, a size F breast augmentation, butt augmentation, lipo on the legs and waist, lipo on the neck, a chin reduction, and her ears pinned back. She was ridiculed and made fun of for getting all these surgeries because, of course, this was 2009 when no one had an ounce of compassion for any female celebrity. In reality, it's kind of heartbreaking that Heidi would do this. She was only 23. This doctor preyed upon Heidi, her fame, and her insecurities. In interviews, she says she did it because on the hills, she was the least attractive poor girl from Colorado competing with rich and beautiful Laguna girls. To offer all of those surgeries, that's a middle-aged man, a professional, telling her she's ugly in 10 different ways, and then to convince her that it was safe to do them all in one day. Yes, Heidi should have had the wherewithal to know better, but it is so completely unethical to do what he did. The doctor died a year later when his Jeep careened off the side of the Pacific Coast Highway. So perfectly Los Angeles. After Heidi got out of surgery, she was in excruciating pain, as you might imagine. None of her pain meds were helping, so Spencer researched holistic methods of pain relief and stumbled upon crystal healing. He bought a $15,000 chunk of sugar light and had Heidi hold it. When she did, she said that her pain went away, so they started investing more and more in crystals. Listen, I get it. I live in LA. Once you buy one crystal, it's hard to stop. It's addictive. Crystals are the crystal meth of the metaphysical world. Heidi barely had time for the swelling to go down before it was time to start shooting the sixth season of The Hills. Heidi reveals her new face to her mother and sister Holly, who obviously are appalled and worried at just what the hell is going on with this girl. Then her stepdad tries to make her feel better by saying something like, no, it's great, your face is so angular now, like, uh, like it's frozen. Uh, it wasn't like that before. Meanwhile, Spencer starts dressing like he suddenly decided to start following the band Fish around the country in an old RV. His behavior totally spins out of control. In some interviews, he says it's all fake, but in other interviews, he says, I was hoping I could be a wizard at that point. I was like, fuck it, I need magical powers to get out of this. And in these season six episodes, he does seem legitimately disturbed. Before season six, only Lauren refused to film with him, but now the whole cast seemed over it. Then at some point, Spencer threatened to kill a producer, and the couple was officially fired. In their final episode, Spencer gets into a big fight with Brody. Spencer looks like he hasn't slept in weeks, and he's in the middle of some manic episode. When Brody walks away, a single tear falls down Spencer's cheek. At the end of the episode, the cast members all agree to cut Spencer and Heidi from their lives, signaling their official exit from the show. In 2010, the couple files for divorce. Everyone thinks, finally. Obviously, this relationship was the scam we always imagined. But two months later, Spencer says that the divorce 
not the marriage was the publicity stunt. He told Life and Style, The divorce was real. Just the idea behind it was different than most people's. Divorcing was the only way to keep Heidi's career going because everyone hated me so much. But that didn't help Heidi any, and they never ended up getting divorced. By now, the couple has hit rock bottom. The Hills got canceled at the end of the sixth season, and with it, a potential Spidey spinoff was scrapped too. They'd handled their money very poorly, buying hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of crystals and investing millions into Heidi's failed music career. Heidi and Spencer flee Los Angeles and go to Costa Rica. They had intended on buying a house there until they realized that housing prices there are pretty comparable to the ones in the US. So instead of just coming home, they stay at the Costa Rican Ritz-Carlton for six months, ordering room service for them and their four dogs for every meal. After they finally ran out of money, they returned to California. California and moved into Spencer's dad's Santa Barbara vacation home rent-free. You know, rock bottom. They ended up staying there for six years. They did a few stints on reality shows, including I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, Celebrity Big Brother, and Marriage Boot Camp. But other than that, they kept to themselves. Just like in those final few seasons of The Hills, Heidi and Spencer had mostly shut out everyone else and only spent time with each other. Over 10 years later, Heidi and Spencer have beaten the odds in ways that seems unfathomable. Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris couldn't make it work, but Spidey could. What a world. Their Instagram stories are actually pretty endearing. At this point, I'm rooting for them. They seem to have learned how to be a real adult couple. They've learned how to manage their finances. Heidi is pregnant and Spencer raises hummingbirds. And they've mostly kept themselves out of Hollywood the city that both made them and broke them. That is until earlier this year, when Heidi and Spencer finally moved back to Los Angeles to raise their child. In season five of The Hills during Heidi's bridal shower, somebody asks her how many kids she wants. She says she wants four kids, all boys, because she wants to be the queen of the house without any little princesses rivaling her. I certainly can't imagine four little Spencers terrorizing the greater Los Angeles area, but we all better start doomsday prepping. Heidi is due any day now, so the first of the Spidey spawn will soon be on the loose. Lady, you remember this is researched, written, narrated, and edited by me, Darlene. If you aren't already, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating and review. You can follow the pod on Instagram and iTunes. And please, if you like the podcast, share it, tell your friends. It's true what they say. It takes a village to make me famous. If you have any questions, comments, or show suggestions, please email this at gmail.com. And remember to go on our Instagram and enter our giveaway. So you're invited to come back next week. We've got a table, and I've put you on the list for Lady You Remember This. <laughs>